The next time you head out of town, protect your vacation investment with TripInsurance.com. You can save up to 40% on comparable plans from the other guys. But find out for yourself. Get a free quote at TripInsurance.com. Broadcasting from the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. This is Cruise Radio. Radio. Hey, what's up? I'm Doug Parker. Don't forget to check us out online, cruiseradio.net, or check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash cruiseradio. On this show, we'll have a review of Disney Cruise Line's Disney Wonder. But uh, first, before we get to that, we're going to talk with Andrea Farmer. She's down at the Kennedy Space Center Visitors Complex. She's the PR manager down there. And uh, in case you didn't know, Kennedy Space Center right there at Cape Canaveral or Port Canaveral, which hosts about 3 million-ish cruise passengers a year, uh, including embarkations and stopovers. So it's a really good cruise activity uh, if you're in the Cape Canaveral area because, uh, wow, NASA. And they stopped the space program, uh, but they have a lot of cool things going on in there and even uh, one of the shuttles. So, uh, So without any further ado, Andrea, welcome to Cruise Radio. Hi, Doug. It is an honor and a pleasure to be here. I have to say, Andrea, until recently, I haven't been to the Kennedy Space Center since uh, 1990, so like fifth grade. So uh, a lot has changed since then, huh? Oh, absolutely. We have continued to add on to uh, the IMAX films and the Kennedy Space Center tours and and, uh, really built uh, an amazing day. You could even spend two days here uh, of uh, all things space, looking at the past, the present, and the future. Well, you know, uh, Kennedy Space Center, I thought, okay, we'll go to Kennedy. We'll probably only have to be there for an hour because there's not much to do there. But uh, you get there and, wow, there's a lot to do. <laughs> there is. There is the Kennedy Space Center tour, which can take a couple of hours. Then there are astronaut encounters where you can meet someone who has uh, gone into space, lived there, worked there, and hear all about it from them. There's the new space shuttle Atlantis, which just tells the uh, the story of NASA's 30-year space shuttle program, and it's really dramatic in the way you see Atlantis. There's the Apollo Saturn V Center, which is a part of our Kennedy Space Center tour, that tells that moon story. And mm-hmm. those days where, you know, take the word impossible out of the dictionary because we landed men on the moon and brought them back home safely. You mean it really wasn't done in a studio in Hollywood? (laughs) (laughs) I don't think you could get nearly half a million workers on the program to lie about that. Plus, you know, there's those guys who actually step foot on the moon. (laughs) Let me ask you this, Andrea, back to the uh, the Space Shuttle Atlantis. This is one of the coolest exhibits I've ever seen in my life. And uh, I was thinking I could go there and maybe spend like an hour and be done. But you could literally spend like five hours in this whole exhibit. (laughs) Kind of talk to us, like, so how did you get the shuttle? Uh, <clears throat> so kind of talk to us about that. Like, how did you get the shuttle and all that? Oh, it's an amazing story. You know, there were only three flown orbiters at the end of the shuttle program. Mm-hmm. And we, uh, Kennedy Space Center, designated one of the locations, one of the museums, if you will, that the uh, remaining orbiters would go to. Uh, so we started building this home for Space Shuttle Atlantis in January of 2012 and then brought Atlantis over and, and literally drove her in uh, mm-hmm. to the building in November of 2012, then completed that final wall, because the orbiter is a pretty big spacecraft, oh, yeah. and then lifted Atlantis up 30 feet in the air, tilted her at a 43.21 degree angle, and then eventually opened the payload bay door. So we're doing all of these things that the space shuttle is used to doing in space, mm-hmm. except we're doing it here 
in Earth's gravity. Right. So pretty amazing work. But but that really describes the space shuttle program. With because of it, we have the Hubble Space Telescope that tell, is telling us about the past and and of our solar system. And then we've got the International Space Station, which continues to orbit Earth as a living laboratory and a space lab where we can learn more about how we're going to take uh, men and women into long-duration space missions so that we can go to asteroids and eventually Mars and who knows where else. Yeah, and- um, so it's very exciting. So Space Shuttle Atlantis, that whole exhibit, it really is a tribute to the to the past 30 years, as well as to the future. It's designed to inspire kids. So how do we do that? It's not only about how Atlantis is displayed, but how we introduce you to Atlantis. And I'll leave it up to you if you want to share with your listeners about how Atlantis is revealed. But I'm not going to say it, but all I'm going to say is, oh my gosh. I I, I, Honestly, Andrea, I had chill bumps. And like literally my (laughs) like eyes glossed over when I saw the big reveal. It was so... Freaking amazing. Um, you mentioned it was on an angle. Why does it sit on an angle like that? Is that like the angle in space? Oh, that is. And that's what uh, we took of you. We, we knew all along that we wanted to view Atlantis as working in space, not just at the end of the runway with three wheels on the ground, but to put her in space and give you that kind of a look. So mm-hmm. that's, that's part of the reveal. Uh, and 43.21 degrees, that's about the angle that the shuttle is. And this look that we're creating uh, shows Atlantis about 150 yards from the International Space Station okay. so that all of us are now able to see a space shuttle on mission as the astronauts would have from the International Space Station. So it's pretty cool. And with those uh, with those orbiter doors, I have to imagine while well, you're working with gravity, they could just basically sling open and kill somebody when you open that. Is that the case? Like you had to kind of be very careful with that? Well, they're very long and very fragile, even mm-hmm. though they may weigh a lot. Yeah. So it was that length and, and how fragile they are. Again, when you're working in zero gravity, no big deal. But here right. on Earth, it is. So we very carefully open them and we, we planned and really orchestrated all of these moves. Uh, to the nth degree to make sure, because you don't get a second chance with a nearly $2 billion national <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> treasure. <laughs> so and I'm sure the folks at NASA everything. would have someone's head on a plate, too. <laughs> yes, because this is the agency's orbiter, absolutely. So throughout the exhibit, I'm sure you discovered the more than 60 displays and interactives and simulators. I was uh, crawling through something. Was that the International Space Station um, exhibit I was crawling through on my hands and knees with all the little yes. kids? <laughs> yes, yes, you okay. were. And and that's elevated up high so that the kids and adults, it looks like, can right. look down below. <laughs> and, oh, the other thing, too, is just seeing Atlantis from all different vantage points, yeah. from nearly 360 degrees and up close. Yeah, I definitely. I'm starting to upload the photos today at WeekendTravelShow.com for the listeners who want to see it because it is just strictly uh, – it is just simply amazing. Did you have to build the building around that? How did that work? We – uh, built the building attached to the, sh- the existing shuttle launch experience, which is also a part of Space Shuttle Atlantis now. So you can feel those sensations of launch at shuttle launch. Oh, experience. yeah. But the- so we, we built uh, the ceiling and uh, three walls around and then left the back wall off so that we could drive Atlantis in and then cool. finished that, completed that wall late last year. And just continued adding all of the graphics. There is so much content yeah. there. If you want to learn a ton about the space shuttle program, it's there for the for your enjoyment. You know, I noticed that whenever I was there walking around, there was a member of uh, a guy who worked for NASA for 29 years. He was a crew chief, and he told me some really interesting stuff. Is that kind of the norm where you have uh, past employees walking around talking about it? 
We have a number of former uh, shuttle and Kennedy Space Center workers who tell about their stories of the shuttle program. So we offer that as many days as we can. Mm-hmm. And, and in fact, today I was out in Atlantis and had the same experience. Nice. <laughs> so I, I could we could talk about the Atlantis exhibit for hours, but you do have other exhibits there. What are some other uh, cool tours that uh, visitors can take advantage of? Well, in addition to the regular Kennedy Space Center bus tour, which mm-hmm. takes you through the center and to the amazing Apollo Saturn V Center, where you can see a moon rocket that could have gone uh, out and explored uh, right. on its way to the moon. Uh, and that's, by the way, is just a fantastic place to learn about the moon program if you're young and and maybe that's a page out of a history book for you. Mm-hmm. We bring it to life. Uh, the We also have some add-on tours. So if you have a special interest in seeing the vehicle assembly building where the space shuttles and moon rockets were assembled, mm-hmm. then that tour is available for an extra fee. Or you can go out to Launch Pad 39A. Nice. This is the launch pad that saw so many space shuttle and moon missions lift off from there. So another really cool tour to get within the security fence and yeah. see up close the uh, launch pad. Yeah, it sounds like there's definitely a, a lot to do down there, and I can't wait to, uh, to get back down there and explore it some more. Do you have any tips for planning a day trip or even a two-day trip to Kennedy Space Center? We do, and we have some of those on our website at kennedyspacecenter.com, but I would definitely recommend going on the tour, seeing the Apollo Saturn V Center, and that'll take a two to three hours, depending on how long you want to spend at the Saturn V Center, Mm -hmm. and then see Space Shuttle Atlantis, meet an astronaut during the astronaut encounter, uh, and maybe you can catch an IMAX film. I would, if if that's of interest to you, that could take up a good part of an eight-hour first-day visit. I would say definitely plan at least a half a day for the Atlantis exhibit and everything inside there, because uh, if you're a big space geek like me, you'll uh, you'll be <laughs> lost in just me googling all over it. <laughs> And if you're not, even if you're if you're like, hey, I think this is pretty cool. I just want to check things out and look around a little bit. So if you had one day to spend at Kennedy Space Center, I definitely recommend the uh, the tour that goes out to Kennedy Space Center, including the Apollo Saturn V Center. You could spend two to three hours there. A trip to Space Shuttle Atlantis, where as as you recommend, depending on your level, you know you could spend anywhere from two to five hours. Oh yeah, they shuttle Atlantis with all of the different things to see and do there, and depending on your interest level. So if you had time, you might be able to squeeze in an IMAX space film. We have two that we show here: Hubble 3D and Space Station 3D. And then there's always that opportunity to meet an astronaut, and we have quite a list of space shuttle astronauts who visit here throughout the year. Are there any uh, big events coming up down there at Kennedy? We have a big event every time that there's a rocket launch. <laughs> and that's a, you always have a countdown on your website too, right? Yes, we okay. do. And in fact, you know, we had, we've had a couple in November. Mm-hmm. MAVEN, that's a big NASA uh, mission going back to Mars to study the atmosphere. So there, uh, you can have anywhere from 12 to 15 rocket launches taking place at Cape Canaveral Air Force Station at, near uh, Kennedy Space Center. And we've got a lot of great viewing nice. for that. So it would definitely... You know, if your visit coincides with the rocket launch, you're definitely going to want to check that out. We should also mention that uh, Kennedy Space Center's Visitors Complex is also a a fabulous uh, pre- and post-cruise opportunity, too. Absolutely. And and some of those cruises, uh, the transportation is provided or Mm -hmm. it's a quick taxi ride either way.
Very good. She is our neighbor to the south here in Jacksonville, Florida. She is the public relations manager of the Kennedy Space Center Visitors Center, Andrea Farmer. Thank you for spending some time with us today on Cruise Radio. Thank you, Doug, and thanks for visiting. You're welcome back anytime, and we appreciate the, uh, everything. Thank you. Cruise Radio News, now trending at cruiseradio.net. For over 42 years, Park West Gallery has introduced over 1.3 million people to fine art. Here's what actual customers are saying. I've been collecting with Park West five, six years now. Six years. Nine years. Ten years. Everybody we meet at Park West makes you feel comfortable. You're part of their family. It is an exciting and fun experience. It is enjoyable, uplifting. Park West has been so kind to us. Park West makes us excited to spend money on art. To find out more about Park West Gallery, visit parkwestgallery.com or go to cruiseradio.net and click on the Park West Gallery icon. It's not just a good idea to have travel insurance during the winter months or hurricane season. Every travel agent or travel expert we talk to says it is a very smart idea to always travel with travel insurance. That's why you should check the folks out at TripInsurance.com. They have exclusive products from the leading travel insurers that you won't find anywhere else. Yeah, they are the low-cost leader in travel insurance with savings up to 40% or more when you compare similar coverage from other sources. What plan do you want to go with? Good, better, or best? They have coverage in all three categories that make it easy to find the right insurance plan for your budget. You know what defines great customer service? Actually being able to talk to a human being. And they do that at TripInsurance.com. They are committed to great customer service with 24-7 telephone support before, during, and after your trip. You can also file claims online right on their website. And they keep you posted of any travel alerts that could affect your travels or safety at your destination. Check them out right now. TripInsurance.com. We always love hearing your reviews here on Cruise Radio, past and present. So if you have one, feel free to email us at comments at cruiseradio.net and we'd love to get you on. Listener Tyler King from Alberta, Canada, just returned from his fourth Disney cruise aboard Disney Wonder. Welcome, Tyler. Thank you. How are you, man? You're in in Alberta. Pretty cold up there, huh? Yeah, we just we just got about a foot of snow the last couple of days, so I was kind of wishing I'd be back in those Caribbean waters, but unfortunately it's not to be. Not to brag, but we were sunny in 75 today. Thanks. <laughs> so you recently got back from your Disney Wonder trip. Uh, first off, what made you choose Disney Wonder? I've always loved everything Disney. Mm-hmm. Like we've, we've done the Disney cruise with some friends before. Um, so when it came to uh, my wife's family wanted to go on a trip with us, and it was just natural. They wanted a trip. They wanted to enjoy themselves. So we just thought, hey, Disney, um, I love everything they do and how they do it. So we've, we've cruised them, like you said, three times before and loved it every time. Have you, so uh, have you spent much time at Walt Disney World in Orlando? Yeah, as a kid, we went there a few times. Um, and then with our family, we've taken our kids there a couple times. Um, so it's just kind of a natural place for us to, to go and enjoy Disney. Very good. Well, uh, you embarked out of Galveston, Texas, and was this your first time on Disney Wonder? No, we've actually, we took the Mexican Riviera when they were doing that out of L.A. Um, about three years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've been on it before, and it's Sister Shift the Magic as well. We sailed out of Galveston uh, in February of this year. Well, I usually ask the guests, what were your first impressions of the ship when you finally boarded? But uh, I'll just go ahead and say, what were your impressions of Disney Wonder once you boarded it for the second time? I love the ship. Mm-hmm. Um, it's amazing. I think the ship's getting close to 15 years old. Yeah. And it's amazing how Disney looks after these ships. Like, it looks 
brand new. You can tell they're painting and they're constantly maintaining it. But um, just just walking on the ship, seeing the atrium, seeing the the uh, statue of Ariel there in the atrium and and things, it's it, it's a beautiful ship to see, even at 15 years old. Yeah, Disney definitely uh, leaves no stone unturned uh, when it comes to their, mm-hmm. actually all their products. So uh, what were your uh, impressions of the public areas on the ship? I It was kind of funny because this time was an adults-only trip, mm-hmm. which some people say adults-only on a Disney ship were crazy. But right. um, I really like, because it is a family ship, the, the adult areas are always so calm mm-hmm. and <laughs> so enjoyable, so peaceful. Um, the adult pool area, we spent a lot of time there. Um, they have a little stage set up there, so you can enjoy. They have live guitar players there or live bands there sometimes. So uh, it's really nice. Other thing with the public area I really enjoy is over top of the um, the family pool, they have the big, I'm not sure what they call it. We call it the Dumbotron mm-hmm. um, for the movies. So a lot of times we go up there. The weather was beautiful, so I just grab a, a a chair and sit there and watch a few Disney movies while we enjoyed the sun and, and the entertainment. So we Very really cool. enjoyed the public areas. Yeah. Nice. So uh, once you finally made your way to your stateroom, first off, what kind of stateroom did you have? And uh, what did you think of it? This was, uh, we had um, a veranda stateroom. This is our first time we've ever had a veranda. Okay. Um, the one we were on was kind of the entry level veranda. It's not a full glass veranda. They got kind of a porthole cut out of the side, a large porthole, but um the price was right, so we loved it. Um, we enjoyed the veranda. We we find on Disney ships, the veranda rooms, or the, even all the staterooms, are kind of at one of the largest in the industry. Mm-hmm. Um, so even our last cruise, we had both our kids, which are 15 and 11 years old, in an inside stateroom with us. Right. And normally you'd think an inside stateroom with <laughs> two teenagers yeah. would be cramped. But sure. Disney, because it's a family ship, of course, they, they make their staterooms a little bigger. So I... I love the touches. They have some pictures of Walt Disney on a cruise ship in your room. They have some unique storage ideas. They have a, a steamer trunk that they kind of stand upright with shelves in it. So there's there's plenty of storage and plenty of room for everyone on the in the stateroom. Well, let's talk about the food on Disney Wonder. First off, um, how was the food and uh, what kind of dining options did you have? I love the food. Um, some people complain sometimes about the food on Disney, but for me, um, I really enjoy uh, the food options. Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing I really like about the Disney ships is they have rotational dining. Yeah. So they have the three main dining rooms, and then you rotate between these three dining rooms, but your serving team travels with you. Gotcha. So the serving teams there almost overshadow the food because they're so friendly. You get to know these, especially on a seven-night cruise. They're like they're like your family at the end of it. So I really enjoy the serving teams and, and, and really makes it a beautiful experience. Um, and when we've had the kids with us before, they really make it go above and beyond to entertain the kids and, and keep them going. And, and the food is, is, is wonderful as well. Does, uh, does Disney Wonder have any like adults-only t- kind of specialty-type restaurants? They do. They have uh, Palo. Mm-hmm. And we didn't go there for dinner, but we did enjoy the brunch there this time. Okay. Um, I love going for brunch because it's up on deck 10 overlooking the sea. Nice. So during the brunch, you sit out there, you have beautiful Italian food. Uh, we had an Italian server and a French waiter. Uh-huh. No, an Italian, yeah, Italian server and a French uh, cook. And it was kind of funny having yeah. them go back and forth on the difference between French and Italian cuisine. Right. But <laughs> it, it, it was a beautiful place to, to enjoy. Now, I've never sailed Disney, but I can imagine that the entertainment is top-notch. So, was it? It was. It's 
that's I think where Disney really shines because mm-hmm. we're we're used to Disney entertainment. That's what they do, right? Yeah. So the stage shows, you got all the characters up there like you would experience and expect on any of their their theme parks but we've been there's one show disney dreams we've seen it four times and every time it it blows me away on how they can pull these shows off on a ship uh, with this many people and do it week after week so i really enjoy that and also the one thing i love about the entertainment is the clean entertainment it's disney family friendly so Mm -hmm. for us it was an adult trip so we would go to the adult clubs after dinner listen to the comedians listen to the shows and we really enjoy the fact that you're never going to hear a vulgar word or, or joke yeah. and you can dance all night long. And it's really nice, relaxed and friendly. It's not your party atmosphere. Like some people might like, but for us, it's, it's the perfect entertainment. So during the comedian show, he's not dropping F bombs or anything. No, no, you won't hear one bad good. word. In fact, That's he, good. he makes fun of Disney a few times. <laughs> so we, we really enjoy that. Very cool. Uh, so I'm going to ask you about the outdoor areas, and I'm curious about this. Uh, what is it like on sea days? Is it very crazy crowded? The family pool can get that way. Mm-hmm. Um, since it was adults, we went to the the adult-only pool, and there's it's hard to get a chair there sometimes, but mm-hmm. we would go up to deck 10 that overlooked it, and no problem. And the weather was gorgeous, and we had no problem finding a deck chair. Uh, the pool area always had no problem finding areas in the pool and the adult area. Uh, the family area, yeah, you, you can tell it, it gets a little crazy on those warm those warm sea days. But, yeah, um, that's pretty much everywhere though. That. Exactly. Yeah, they're, they're, it's a cruise ship. The pools aren't huge. Yeah, and you're not you 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 can't get off the ship on a sea day either. So you're kind of stuck there. They have a captive audience. <laughs> yeah, but they have it's nice because they have lots of entertainment set up. They always have the character greet meet and greets in the atriums, and they have the princess gatherings and things. So there's plenty of things to do around the ship. Yeah, to keep you entertained. Gotcha. So uh, touch lightly on the ports. So what ports did you hit and what'd you do in those ports? We hit the first day we hit Falmouth, Jamaica, mm-hmm. which is my first time being there. And I think it's one of the first times Disney's been there. Yeah. And I really liked it. It's a, I guess it's a brand new port. Yeah. Royal Caribbean built um, it, a, I think in 2011. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful port, um, safe inside the port. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know the areas outside. I did some research. We, we booked a private excursion with, uh, with a local company. So we mm-hmm. just got on a, a ship and went to a local uh, beach at that area. So I wasn't sure about the, port area outside of the port but inside the port itself was very safe and, and very enjoyable lots to do and uh where else did you go grand cayman and uh what'd you do there went to the beach okay I, yeah I, well. I love the beach in grand cayman so it was easy we just got on the city bus got off the beach and just spent the day there on seven mile beach yeah i was gonna say seven mile you gotta love that it's i yeah it's for us, it's the best beach in the world that we've been to anyway. Yeah, exactly. Uh, any first-time tips for Disney or potential Disney travelers? The one thing I would say is, especially with the ports, is research them. I've always been the big believer in doing your research before you get on the ship, so mm-hmm. you know where you're going, you know good places to go, book your excursions. I like booking my excursions ahead of time outside of the cruise companies because you can save a lot of money doing it that way. Yeah. So I enjoy doing that, and also... I always like getting to that ship as early as I possibly can. Right. And getting the vacation started right away. We took, it was first time cruise we were with there. So we took them right up onto deck 10, took our shoes off, found a seat and just started the vacation. Just relax and enjoy it. So every day you, you get it done. Very good. Well, it sounds like you had a great time. Listener, Tyler King from Alberta, Canada. Thank you so much for uh, being here with me tonight on Cruise Radio. Thank you very much. And uh, stay warm, man. 
I will try. All righty. That'll do it for this episode of Cruise Radio. Remember, we have an app. Just search Cruise Radio Live in your smartphone app store. If you're checking us out on iTunes or Stitcher, feel free to give us a review at cruiseradio.net slash Stitcher or cruiseradio.net slash iTunes. From the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida, I'm Doug Parker, and this is Cruise Radio. Cruise Radio is recorded weekly at the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. Download the Cruise Radio app. Hear Cruise Radio on TuneIn Radio, the Stitcher Radio Network, iTunes, CruiseAddicts.com, and on our website at CruiseRadio.net. For advertising opportunities, email sales at CruiseRadio.net. I'm your announcer. Still haven't gotten your travel fix? Then check out the Weekend Travel Show. Search the Weekend Travel Show on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and the TuneIn Radio app.